Hey, Pro fans, thanks for your support. Whether you're subscribing to the podcast through iTunes, visiting pulpmx.com, streaming the show via the Stitcher app on your smartphone, or buying from our show sponsor, btosports.com, without you, we could not do this. You can still type M-A-T-T-H-E-S upon checkout at btosports.com if your order is $100 or more for a discount. Lastly, for some insider info and maybe a laugh or two, Follow Mathis's Twitter updates at twitter.com slash pulpmx. episode of the Steve Mathis Show, there is a high chanceability. You will either learn something a lot of people don't know. You left thinking or make you say to yourself Dude, that's so funny. The bottom line is, this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview. Welcome to the BTOsports.com podcast show, brought to you by RacerX, hosted by Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com Freestone National Racer X Podcast Wrap-Up. Uh, it's an overcast day here in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, the usual duo of uh, Jason Wygant. Yeah. And David Pingree. Yeah. And we're joined this week by none other than recovering privateer hero, once again, uh, Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? Uh, I don't. I think I'm supposed to say yeah here, but I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, first of all, before we get started, let's uh, let's talk for a moment about how great this day is. Winnipeg is getting its uh, NHL hockey team back, and uh, kudos to that. That's fantastic. It's very very big day for me, for the citizens of Winnipeg. So, just want to get what are they calling it? Is it going to be the Falcons? Is it going to be the Jets? Um, wow, well, mosquitoes. They- the mosquitoes is what they're actually going with. They interviewed the owner today, and he definitely made it sound like no, not the Jets. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Fans want the Jets back, but the Winnipeg Mud Dogs. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. So, anyways, uh, yeah, good job on that. Hockey still exists. Yeah, we your New Jersey Devils are three-time Cup champions. I thought they ended the sport with that. Like they're like, okay, we left on top. New Jersey finally got one. We're done. Sport's <laughs> over. Nope. New Jersey is New Jersey actually is done as a whole. Just, uh, New Jersey on. quit, not the hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> New, Jer- New Jersey checked out altogether. Uh, all right, let's let's get going on this thing. Uh, um, round two, of the Nationals came and went, and we saw we saw Chad Reed win again. Um, I think Dungey was the better rider. Uh, I hate to say it, uh, as far as um, you know, the fans and saying that, like you know, they don't like they don't like people saying that, but. Dungey was the better rider, but Reed uh, got a little bit of luck. Why can't you called this thing on TV? And uh, it's a real bummer for Ryan Dungey, huh? Yeah, um, but I'm going to need your advice here because you were watching uh, what from the announcer's tower, right? I was, I was, yep. 
Right. Um, on TV, they if a gap gets to be two and a half, three seconds, it looks absolutely massive and looks like a dude has checked out. Reed actually wasn't that far back before he crashed, right? It was actually somewhat, somewhat close. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, before, yeah, before Reed fell down, they were it was there was going to be another battle. I don't know what would have happened, um, but uh, there was going to be another battle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The way it gets covered on TV is once the guys got that two and a half second lead, you kind of show the other battles until it gets close again, and it probably was going to mm-hmm. get. Once it gets down below two seconds, then it looks good, and they go back to it. So I was kind of wondering how far back Reed went. I was looking at the times, and it was still yeah. pretty close. And really, by the time he crashed, it was almost similar to the scenario we had at um, Hangtown. So it's hard to say what would have happened. Yeah, no, absolutely. After Reed went down, um, Dunge had it. And uh, Ping, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to watch the race or not, but uh, that's three mechanicals now for Dungey this year, if you include the heat race in Daytona, which gave him the shitty gate pick. Um, three mechanicals too many for a guy at that level, huh? Yeah, that's that's unheard of. In one season, with, by a mechanic like that, a team like that, I I don't know when that happened. Unless you're counting like uh, Cannondale or you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Gibson and that Keith doesn't Johnson happen had anymore. So I, I don't understand what's going on. I didn't hear what the issue was. I don't know if they're even leaking it or whatever, but. Um, doesn't well, matter, we're man. To, we're trying to figure it out. I've heard bummer. that um, Gosler's pretty mad that the word mechanical is being thrown around because I guess he says that reflects on him as the mechanic. I heard he's really not happy with what the fans are saying about the team. I talked to Webb today, and he said that the fuel boiled, and that made some of it evaporate out of the vent line, and they ran out. And they had plenty of gas left at the end of Moto 1. Right. Plenty of gas left in both motos last year. Same gas tank. They're just... They just didn't expect that to happen. They had no problems with that in the first moto. So that's what they're saying the issue is. So they're mad that it's reflecting on them, and they were like, nothing broke, nothing was installed improperly. But, I mean, the bike still stopped. They were leading a moto. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some, somebody has to have some responsibility for that, right? Yeah, as much as I love Goose and respect him, and, you know, he's uh, slightly better of mechanic than I am. Um, <laughs> slightly. It's like saying Pingree's slightly a better rider. Um uh, a mechanical is a mechanical. When your bike stops on the track, it's a mechanical. It's a DNF, and uh, and it's not Goose's fault. But <laughs> I don't see him getting. I don't know why he's getting upset. It's it's a DNF. It's a mechanical. Um, so you got to take it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, and also, I guess in their defense, almost all these teams have had some weird mechanical problems, if I can use that word. Yeah. This season, it's been a strange year in the first four motos in both classes of bikes not making it to the finish line or bikes slowing down. Right. Oh. Um, yeah, so, sometimes crap just happens. Like, Villapoto's seat, wasn't there a round where his seat popped off, like the, you know, yeah. came disconnected from yeah. the... Yep, from the oh, tank. Oh, was that Reed? No, that oh, was... Yeah, it was Reed's bike. No, it was Villapoto. Reed, Reed's seat was jacked up, but that was because he flew under the concrete <clears throat> at Dallas. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse well, me. Well, you know, some of that crap happens, right. but, like, I don't understand how a guy goes from having two perfect seasons, you know, with Ricky which is an amazing feat as a rider and as a mechanic. To get through that many motos without any issue is gnarly, to now having three in one season. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, it's not good. And uh, this is in a contract year, this is the kind of stuff that Team Dungey um, sits across the table from Suzuki and goes, uh, what about these problems? Um, and, and fair or not, it comes down to Mike Webb, 
who's the manager, because when Roger was there, there was no problems. None of this stuff is Mike Webb's fault. He's a great guy, but this comes down on him, doesn't it, Weech? Yeah, it is strange. Like, and when I talked to him about that today, he's like, man, I've told Ricky this a million times, because Webb's been with Suzuki for a while, and he's like, I mean, 24-0, there, he, he's like, there's got to be a certain amount of luck involved. And Ricky's like, oh, yeah, there were times at Colorado, you know, where the bike was sputtering and the fuel was boiling, and mm-hmm. luckily the thing, you know, nursed itself around for the last two laps, but it could have been over right there. And he's like, this year, for some reason, the yeah. the magic seems to be with Reed, where it was with Suzuki last year, and I know everybody's going to say that, that I, was, I wasn't the guy, but they ran the exact same gas tank last yeah. year at the same race and had no problems. It wasn't. Like DeCoster had some special... Oh, of course not. No. Touch, right, but, but Ping, Ping, you know, this... looks that way. Yeah. It, it comes down on you. This is a cruel sport that way. Yeah. Yeah, if things are going well, you're the man. And if they're not, you are an idiot. <laughs> Thank you. You have to just accept that. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but uh, uh, impressed with the way Reed and Dungey were hammering at each other, matching times in the second moto there before Reed fell. Man, they were sprinting. And... Uh, and read out everything for him. Let's bring the Chad Reed expert into the show. That oh, would be uh, that'd be Jason Thomas. JT, we had him on the the Pulpamex show last night. I asked him about his training. He said, you know, everybody always goes to the gym. They always are, there's Dungey on his bicycle. There's this guy in the gym. There's this guy doing this. You know, with a camera. He's like, I don't want to show anybody of that. I'd rather show them Vegas getting drunk. Um, but. You know, it's been impressive, and it was hot in Texas, and he, he, he was strong at the end. How hard does this guy work off the bike? I mean, he works hard. Um, he has, you know, he has a new trainer this year, um, and I think that's, you know, he has to give some credit there um, to, you know, obviously totally different program this year. Uh, and I think, too, it's just uh, – for him, it's a lot of it's mentally uh, where he's at, if, you know, as far as the amount of effort he puts into it. Um, if, he, if he feels like he's got a, you know, a good bike and a good situation and, and the potential to win, then I think he's going to apply himself more. And I, I think that goes for anybody. You know, if you right. see that you have the capability of winning and you think that every, all the pieces are in place and you're going to put, you know, every single bit you have into it. Whereas if you, you're just not happy and you don't feel like you've got it, then, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of slack off a little. So, yeah, um, I just think he's happy in a situation. I think he, he knows that it's, you know, everything's there. It's just really him at this point. And when it's just on you, then, you know, you want to give it everything you have. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's been impressive. And what makes it even weirder is seeing on that Cowie, you know, a little over 12 months ago, he's riding out the string doing eight tenths and, you know, everybody's kind of going, what is the deal? How does this dude even get eighth, you know, with with one arm? You know, he can get eighth with one arm. And um, I guess you're right. It's just mental, huh? It's just he just he feels like he can win it, and uh, he loves his equipment. He loves his situation, and that's it, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, last year we've been watching the, a lot of the races from last year, and, you know, he won the first race, and then he got second uh the first moto or maybe I, I forget what he got the second moto but i know he got first the second moto at freestone uh so he he was good at no, the beginning of last year too he didn't win free, um, free dungeon went one one at freestone but he came from yeah the but back. He, he, got, he got way from way back to second yeah. at first moto yes absolutely so he, yeah. he was still good you know right it wasn't like he was way off uh then at some point you know he got sick or whatever went on um and then you, you obviously saw the the downfall so um 
you know, I, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a long season. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. the way that things have been going, I don't think is, is you know, everything's going to keep going the same way. You saw the, uh, Ryan Dungey was a lot stronger that second moto, um, you know, and, and Chad kind of rode away from him the first moto. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't know. It's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about this this morning, Ping, um, about Reed's season. And at after Freestone, sure, Dungey went 1-1, but Reed had that great rod, and nothing was really settled. And then High Point came. He broke his front brake uh, hanger, and I believe he DNF'd. Weech, do you remember? Did he DNF yeah, High he, Point the first Yeah, he definitely motor? DNF'd by the time he got back out there. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And then the zero s- points. I'm not sure if he didn't finish. But right. And then the second he moto. He, he walked off. He was walking back to the truck. He left the bike mechanics area. Okay. It, so it actually wouldn't move. The front brake was locked. Okay. So then second moto, I think he got like just a seventh or an eighth. But then, okay. <clears throat> High point was bad, but ping at Redbud at round six, middle of the outdoors, him and your guy, Ben Townley, they gave Dungey everything that he had that he wanted in the first moto. What happened in the second moto? Dungey ride away from everybody? Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. yeah, he did. He did. Okay. So, and that was sort of the turning point for Reed's season. Well, well yeah, Reed, I, think, I think it's alluded to this before. Uh, and I'm going to cut you off so you can agree with yourself. Um, second moto at Bud's Creek and Redbud. Dungey and Reed got out pretty close to each other, one-two at one point. And Dungey was able to just walk away. And I think everyone just said, well, clearly Dungey is just in better shape than everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's starting to look clearly like when Reed said that he was sick, he really must have been because now he's not sick and now that's not happening. Plenty of people Which, doubted him. JT, that he, I got that from you. Plenty of people doubted him he was sick last year, myself included, if I have to be honest. Um, and yeah, like you know, like uh, like he's showing us right now, the bike, the team, whatever it was, wasn't mentally there, and now he is. And it's the, is it? I can't believe it's that simple, but I don't know. I know, I know. Last year, uh, you know, you can watch. It's even like documented on like the the moto uh, inside the moto show. Um, he, you can just tell something. He, you know, he doesn't know what's wrong because that guy is incredibly naturally gifted like cardiovascularly like even when he's out of shape in the off season he's still really really strong if you want to go bicycle or run with him or anything so i i think he'd never felt that before you know he just felt weak and when he wanted you know like in paying you know how this is when you feel strong you know you don't even feel tired you just want to keep going and you see other people getting tired and it just inspires you to go faster and you you really don't feel that that hurt and you just keep pushing through it and i think he's always felt that and when Wait, he went to do that, that last year about? there was nothing there <laughs> I, don't, I can't relate at all <laughs> yeah i mean i just think he's always felt like that and last year it wasn't there when he wanted to do that he just had nothing and had to you know back it down and uh i think that that he just basically had no answer for it and that was when he started searching for what could be wrong yeah at uh at butts creek when Dungey rode away from him in the second moto, he was pretty depressed after the moto. I remember interviewing him, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of I don't but know. Yeah, I think, I think he dealt with that a lot with Ricky, but Ricky was just too fast, I think. You know? It was just like Ricky would just ride away from him at the beginning, in the middle, at the end, whenever. <laughs> um, but then with Dungey, it was like he could, he could match his lap times for 15 minutes, right. and then Dungey would just stay there, and Chad was falling off. And, and uh, I think Chad felt like, you know, that's not me. I shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? 
you know, why am I tired at 12 minutes, you know? Um, yeah, so. Ping, um, <clears throat> RV, if you're RV, you're 21 points down. It's starting to get a little worrisome, right? You gotta, they've got to start picking, picking up the pieces here. Like both classes, to me, I'm kind of tripping on the points already. Like Wilson and Rattray are already twenty some points out. Yeah, Reed's like what twenty, twenty one points. Twenty one up on uh, RV right now, and and the way it's looking, those three, it's gonna be hard to make up points when those three are so much better than everybody yeah. else. Yeah, you're looking at a you know five point swing on a good weekend. You know, if Reed goes three three. And you go one one. You're only made up five points. He's got to have a cartwheel or a mechanical you're or actually, something. You actually made up to 10. get back into this. You actually made. I'm, up. I'm not wishing that on him, but you know what I'm saying. You actually made up ten. If you go one one three three. Sorry, you know what I'm saying. It's small points. <laughs> right. What did the chip? Well, you know, I don't know. I guess it could happen. I just think it's already a pretty big gap. And yeah, yeah Chad gets on a roll and starts. You know, he's not just going to all of a sudden stop winning motos. I don't think so. So why again? Is this? Is this just RV being sick and being a little run down? And is this going to all of a sudden flip? Because let's face it, all all four of us here had Ryan as the heavy favorite for the title, and and you know, and not and rightfully so. Maybe not heavy favorite, but favorite. And um, so, is this just sick, or or are these guys faster than him? We got to start. I don't asking think I've that. ever seen Villapoto besides maybe. You know, the first national in 06, like his first full year, and I, I think, you know, Alessi got the better of him at the opener. Since then, which would be the second race of his first full year outdoors, I've never really seen a race like, um, like happen with him these, these first two rounds outdoors um, where he, you know, he was definitely sick at Hangtown and he was definitely fast enough to run with those guys. And then in the end, I guess it was the illness that got to him, you know, 15 minutes in. Right. But here he was just kind of a non-factor. You know, he was just kind of plugging away. Like, started out in the back, kind of, I feel like, knew that he was only going to be able to get so far forward. It wasn't like he was in a blitz, like, I've got to get to Reed and Dungey now or they're going to be gone. Like, it was almost as if it was like, well, I'm just going to pick off as many riders as I can today. Uh I'm not going to go nuts to try to get him. It's not going to happen. I've never seen Villapoto in that situation. But it is bizarre to me also that we're hearing all this doubt about Villapoto, and now you hear people saying, oh, Alden Baker's got him too leaned out. The dude is only three weeks away from winning the most competitive Supercross <laughs> title ever. So, yeah, there, how bad can his program really be? There's a growing, uh, I, there's a growing thing in the pits. Sorry, Ping. There's a growing sentiment in the pits among certain people that uh, this is all Alden Baker's fault, and I do not buy that for a second. Ping. He just won a Supercross title. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no, that's people are people are retarded. Here, here's what it is. JT can back me up. When when you are dealing with that much stress. I don't care what you say. That dude was stressed out that last month. Probably ever since Jacksonville, he's been a basket case. Even though he seems pretty cool. I'm sorry. When you're wrapping up your first Supergrass title or trying to get it, you're going to be stressed out. And you got a couple Add of on top of too. that, all the travel, all the work that they're doing during the week, um, that's taxing on your immune system and, and you're emotionally and physically. Like, it's just draining. And let's not forget. So, I'm hey, sure hey. after Vegas, when he finally went, oh. Okay, you know, I'm sure his whole body shut down. I mean, it doesn't surprise me he got sick. And let's not forget, Ping, he travels with two pugs. And that's not easy either. (laughs) I don't recommend that. Yeah, all right. If he had basset hounds, things would have been so much easier. Well, I'm just saying. Pugs are high stress. Anyway, Uh, I I just think this, and maybe I'm way off here, but I would say that this break is going to do him a lot of good. 
uh-huh. and Mount Morris, you'd probably see a different Ryan. JT, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, you can see his face um, at Texas. I mean, he had cold sores, and he obviously didn't look very healthy. And uh, I, I don't really think you can attribute anything to uh, Alden Baker. I mean, it, Ryan Bill Poto is the best Ryan Bill Poto in Supercross by far you've ever seen this year. Mm-hmm. So to just, you know, a week later com- completely change your opinion of his entire wow. training program is, you know, a little bit rash, I think, but. If you're in the um, uh, if you're in the Ricky Carmichael camp, and there's certainly a lot of those people around, Alden and Ricky sort of split up on some bad terms. Ricky told a lot of people that Alden overtrained him and made him sick. So now, obviously, that's what Alden's doing to RV. That's where okay, sort but, of the theories come. But from. when did he say that? In 2007, <clears throat> seven years after he took him <laughs> listen, to every title, listen, to every know. race when there ever was. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But. Weed, you know, there's guys out there that are saying this, and uh, and there's more than yeah. a few guys, oh, not just one. I, I know like, Ricky was saying that. I heard him say it. Right. I'm just saying that I thought it was kind of ridiculous to blame the guy that you know the guy had two perfect seasons, won every time, you know, and he was he won everything. He went, you know, what I mean, it was like a 95 percent chance that he was going to win the race if he went. 95, just right. You know, they like that's a little low. I'm talking about more Supercross right. than outdoor. Outdoor is more like 101 percent. Um, yeah. You know, I just think it was a little bit, he was a little bit uh, upset. I, I think I had heard that Alden didn't tell him he was sick, and, you know, he was still racing through it, and Alden knew and didn't tell Ricky, and I heard that was more what he was mad about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, there's only one person or a couple people that actually know what's going on, and, and uh, I highly doubt that anybody's, you know, that they're going to tell anyone. So. JT, do you, do you agree with what Ping was saying, though, about the stress and the uh... – and all that, and sort of the stuff traveling and all that as, as a professional racer? Well, the stress, for sure, was a huge factor. I guarantee you he was stressing bad, uh, you know, the last, like you said, like a month before. I mean, every weekend it was, you know, he was losing his points lead, losing his points lead. James was coming alive. Um, so, yeah, I have no doubt that stress you know, played a huge part in that. I mean, people, you know, people that aren't even athletes, their health goes away without training or doing anything just because of stress. I it's, hear you. It's crazy. So. Let's, let's just be honest here, too. Who, who gets cold sores? Who gets cold sores on this group right here? Besides me, I get them. Uh, I don't get them. I don't. I don't get them. Come on. I really, I I really don't get them. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you when I get them. Either when I get sunburned really bad, like burn my face, or I'm stressed out. That's it. Oh, yeah. Only no, I definitely know that cold sores come from stress. There's no doubt about that. I've so, heard that from lots of people. I didn't even know he had cold sore, but I promise you. That oh, you, like, I mean, on the, the pre-race, pre-race interviews and showing him on the line, I mean, he had at least three that you could clearly make out. I mean, I was like, when they first showed him, I couldn't believe it, like, you know, how sick he looked. I wonder so. if cold sore should be the word of the week. Ooh. I mean, he's tough to work. Nozzle, nozzle has some kind of. Uh, I feel like Weijin mocked us with Nozzle. Why get? I loved it. Actually, uh, I didn't even tell Emig about this, but I did have it written on a piece of paper, nozzle, and I circled it a bunch of times. <laughs> and he kind of looked at it and I think figured out what I was doing by osmosis. And then later in the show, he ran it. Right. And ran it in an obvious way. Like, he, he pieced that all together himself. I didn't even explain it to him. Yeah, I feel like you mocked us, you know? We might just step it up a little bit. because I had so many. I, I, it was like a... I was like Dirk Nowitzki right now. Like, I had so many ways I had planned to use that. I had like nine or ten go-to moves 
I'm really disappointed uh, in society that I got more tweets <laughs> tweets about you when you dropped the word nozzle. I'm not kidding you. Twenty or twenty five tweets, more than the entire day of racing. It was just nozzle. Yeah, Blake Bragg it crashes in the lead the first moto. It was like, eh. yeah. Wait a minute, nozzle. He said nozzle. That's what. Ca- that's important. Yeah. Um, before we get on to the next rider, though, let's let's get this word of the week out. Um, I like backpack. Ping. I would think you like um, backpack more than backpack. Easy but... and, yeah, that's like simple. Yeah, he did mock us with nozzle. I feel like if he had made yeah, nozzle one mention, right. we'd be like, oh, wow, he barely got it in. I'm paying the price, huh? Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't talk any game. Ping, what, 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 what do you got? Cause trouble. Well, where, where's the line where he, he gets sort of finger wagged from his bosses? A booger? Can we get booger? Door jam. Yeah, that's twice you try to go for booger. Toe jam. <laughs> that is twice for booger for Bing. I, I just have a big booger fan. Booger so I don't know. Bad. <laughs> uh, snot. What about snot? You could work it in. It's totally doable. <laughs> Got to hope that it rains at high point. That would help. Yeah, yeah. The, the water. You need some sort of connotation to water. I think. Yes. Slicker than snot out there. That one's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. Snot? What do you think, JT? I like it. JT? I like it. Yeah, I like it. Snot it is. Snot it is. And the reason I didn't explain it to Emig is I don't want anyone, and I don't believe anyone in the TV crew listens to these shows, so we're safe. I don't know if anyone listens to them. In fact, we very rarely get any repercussions. But I don't want people thinking that I'm potentially hijacking a show simply because three of my friends in a podcast want me to get a word in, so... Trying to keep this secret, but somehow Emig already figured it out. Darn it! Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, that fro. You know what I'm saying like tricky dude. Fro. I want to be like you know, you're on a national broadcast. The fact that you had to say sperm whale because three of your <laughs> friends told you to do it. Really, <laughs> really? No, sperm whale is not going to happen despite Ping's insistence. <laughs> um. All I'm saying is Will Holland worked it in in a podium speech in a stadium full of people. Just. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, let's move on to the next guy I want to talk about, and, and there's only one man who can totally fill us in on this. That would be you, Jason Wygant. Let's talk about Davey oh. Millsaps and his incredible two motos, honestly. Came out of left field for me. Good ride. I'm, personally, hear me out on this. I'm a little disappointed. What, what? Yes, because at the press conference after the race on Saturday, J-Bone says, hey, man, don't bother coming by the office for lunch on Monday. I'm giving everybody the day off. Millsap's earned it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so I don't get my fix to hang out with the guys because he actually gave him a day off because Millsap's got him up on the podium. So personally, right. and only personally, I'm upset. Um, if they had been struggling, they would have just kept the guys working. I would have been able to stop by. They're not going to work lunch, in, in, out. They're not going to work in North Carolina on Memorial Day. There's no chance of that. How, what do you know about American holidays anyway? Good point. Um, no, you wrote good. It was like a ghost town around here, by the way, on Sunday. Like, Sunday night I went out to dinner, and normally it's packed, and there was no one around. I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, there's, everybody's at the NASCAR race. Like, everybody. Like, everyone that lives here is at the NASCAR race. The town is, <laughs> go looting if you want. There's a NASCAR race. You should try that theory out. <laughs> um, uh, what about Millsap's ride, though? Where did it come oh. from? 
Uh, you know what, though? He's really been getting better the last couple, like the last, what, three Supercross races were a big improvement over the beginning of the year, which was a disaster. And um, Hangtown was good. You know, he had he was going forward in both motos there. I, I feel like he's just kind of building right now. I'm waiting for the interview or the, you know, quote from him when it comes out and says, well, my team and I, we just got together, we were talking, and we were trying to figure it out, and I just, we just decided that I need to, like, try harder. So I did, and, you know, like, went really well. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened earlier in the year. Um, I don't know, man. I've that's, been hard on the guy. That's answer. I've been hard on the guy, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, he was in shape. He worked up from the back a little bit. He was jumping the wall jump that no one else was doing in the second moto. And he rode tremendous. Uh, JT, can he keep this up? Can he be the next guy? Uh, I mean, that's... Willie? Yeah, I get to be seen. I mean... Oh, really? Thanks. I, didn't, I, I thought we knew. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, you tell me. I, I don't think anybody expected him to do what he's doing now, so I think you'd be a fool to predict what he's going to do the next 10 races. Um, what about- obviously, he has the, obviously, he has the ability. He's proven that time and time again, as he's done this past weekend. Uh, so, I mean, mm-hmm. does anybody really know what goes on? What's the difference in between him getting second and him getting ninth? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if he knows. Um, uh, a couple people I talked to, the negative Nancys, let's call them, said, what do you want to do? It's close to contract time. What do you, what do you think he's going to do? And to me, you just can't flick a switch like that, can you? I don't think so, um, but you can change your program, and you can put more effort into everything you're doing, and then mm-hmm. you know that's gonna that's gonna turn results. I don't think you can just wake up that morning and say, "Okay, I'm gonna go fast today." But I think you can say, you know, two months ago, say, "I need to I need to do well this summer because otherwise I'm not gonna have a job." Uh, funny so story with uh, Wygant. Did you hear that story about Yogi telling him to jump that wall or something? What was that deal? Yeah, well, they asked where you even came up with that idea, and Yogi's like, "You could do that no problem if you were at home. Like that would be not that wouldn't even be difficult if you were just on your home track." Yeah. So, although I guess it would be difficult for everyone else because wasn't he the, was he the only one in that class that that did it that way? Um, in the second moto, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Wilson had a line through there too, but you know, yeah, different he did. circumstances at the time. I think that he, you know, what's funny? He told me, Mills have said, I think it was Seattle or. Salt Lake, that he's totally changed his program and what was working for him wasn't in the past didn't work anymore because of his kidney problem and he right. was anemic and he was having all these complications and now he's figured it out. But uh, then from other people he talked to, they're like, well, sometimes with these guys you just got to tell them, like change the program just because it's different. So it makes them think, oh, I'm turning over a new leaf. Right. Start. Yeah. And that has made the difference. Um, yeah, so according riders. to Millsaps, this program is totally different. According to other guys, it's not that different, but it's just different enough to make him think that he's turned around now. Flaky riders. Um, <laughs> hey, another guy let's touch on, and this uh, is directed to Ping. You said it, Ping, before the season. Maybe nobody believed you. Christian Craig. Uh, he led the first moto. I know, he led the first moto for over halfway. And then, well, A, I'm surprised he did that. Because everybody can lead a few laps, Jeff Northrup, for example, or you know, if you pull a start and, and you just go balls out. Not not him. He not only led for half the race, which was very impressive. He didn't completely bonk, 
and you know fade back to tenth or twelfth or, or pull off or whatever or eat shit. He finished a strong uh, fifth in the in the first moto, and he looked good doing it. Um, you sort of know him. You you sort of called it before the year. Uh, any surprise at that though? Um, <clears throat> no, not really. He, there's a couple things about that guy. He's first of all, he's an amazing starter. You're going to see whole shots out of that guy all summer, and he's just he's really really talented. He just needed to get his head like right. He's such he gets he spazzes out so bad, you know. Or he has in the past, and mm-hmm. like they, Tyler's been telling him, just like calm down, you just get into your rhythm and ride your pace. You know, like if those guys go by, they go by. And it seems like he did a really good job of this. I mean, five eight—that's pretty good. Yeah, I know, I, you know. So you would love. To I think be you're going to see more of it. I think he's going to be. I think you'll see him. You know, mixing it up with Metcalf, the guys in fourth, fifth, sixth. Really? A lot. Yeah. This yeah. Is, this is going to be it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying every single week. I no. just think, yeah, you're going to see a lot more of him up there. What do you think, Weege? Yeah, I was really impressed with uh, the, the fact that in the second moto he wasn't done. And even when Reed and Dungey got to him, he battled him a little bit. It was, it was clear that he wasn't totally gassed. Um, and I would think that really reflects on what Ping's saying about his riding style. I mean, I can't imagine it was just, you know, he was that much fitter than, than, than these guys. I think that he's able to ride pretty kind of, smooth and flow and save energy. I mean, that was the prototypical moto to lead for 10 or 15 minutes, then drop through the pack and then finish 32nd in moto two. It didn't happen. And uh, I think that's because he rides the bike right. So I think he could do it again. But we've seen these flashes before. I mean, it's going to take more than a couple weeks. Could he be this year's Gavin Grasick? Is that the question? Like that kind of guy? Like, wow, where did this come from? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Pink seems to think so. JT, what do you think of his ride? Uh, it looked pretty strong. I mean, he even backed it up the second moto when he was moving forward, you know. Um, it just seems like there's one guy every every summer that comes out and surprises everyone, and, uh, you know, it looks like it could be him at this point. I mean, it was hot, and the track looked crazy rough uh, with all the sand they added. So if he, ke- if he keeps getting starts like that, I think it's going to be really easy for him to gain confidence and, you know, kind of become a you know guy in that, that top – top eight position every week i think hey guys thanks for listening to the bto sports.com racer x podcast show it's that time time for a commercial thanks for listening to the bto sports.com podcast show please don't forget that bto is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike our body You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. Racing since 1970, O'Neill is the original American MX company supplying fine apparel, protection, and accessories for over four decades. O'Neill is proud to support top racers worldwide, including the Moto Concepts Yamaha Racing Team in the U.S. Supercross and Outdoor National Series. In 2010, O'Neill worked with top racing professionals, including Grant Langston, Tim Ferry, and Ricky Dietrich, in developing its all-new 2011 line. O'Neill's hardware line is the toughest money can buy and has been critically acclaimed for durability, fit, form, and function by Motocross Action Magazine. Hardware pants and jerseys are designed to function while putting you ahead of the pack in fast-forward fashion. When it's time to gear up, 
Check out O'Neill.com or an authorized O'Neill dealer near you. Ping. I'm trying to put this a certain way to be nice. Um, oh, boy. No, you know, his dad, Mike, tremendous rider. Um, very, very nice on a bike to watch. Certainly led a lot of races, won a Supercross. Um, also, maybe one of the, let's say, weirdest dudes around, flakiest dudes around. Lots of stories about Mike Craig. Let's just put that way, right? Am I correct? He's a unique character. Okay. Does Christian nicely done? Does Christian have any of that stuff that, let's face it, hurt Mike Craig? Well, I don't. Of course, I don't, we don't think Christian you know. is like his dad. You know the the quirks and characteristics that Mike has. Christian doesn't have those, but. He's still a guy who grew up in that house, you know, like, I, to say that didn't have an, an effect on him would be right. inaccurate. So, but, you know, I, I don't think as far as how that translates into racing, I'm, I, you know, right. Mike did a great job of taking him out and, like, showing him how to, how to ride and how to, you know, mm-hmm. what you needed to do to get to where he's at. He did a great job, so... You know, I'm, I don't think Mike is that involved, especially last year. I hardly ever saw him. Yeah. You know, like he would always come over and if he was at a track, we were ready, pop in, everything good, everything good, everything good, you know, he'd take off. And, but like, it wasn't like he was all up Christian's butt. You got to do this or yelling at him, mini bike dad. And he was, he never does that. He's really sort of stepped back and letting Christian do his own thing. So, well, I hope so. And I, I just mean it just, there's a lot of things like where you go and then Craig did this. You know, I mean, there's a lot of those stories. And, and let's face it, uh, looking back, I'm sure Mike would change some stuff if he could, you know. Um, Maybe. Uh, okay, so that was a pleasant surprise. Um, JT, Chris, Chris, uh, Christophe Purcell uh, was a not-so-pleasant surprise. What do you take of his disastrous uh, Texas race? I don't know. He was going for it at the beginning. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I don't know. Is he, is he just really out of shape right now? Um, you know, is there any truth to that, the shock problem situation? I, I just don't know if he, if he can get in shape, he's going to be good because obviously he proved he can go, he can go really fast on that bike because he right. straight up went to the front, you know, the beginning of that moto. Well, he pulled in and the then first, obviously, he pulled it. Ping, you were, a, you were a team, sorry to interrupt you, JT. Ping, you were a team manager. Um, a rider goes out there. Rides as good as he does for ten minutes, pulls it in, and says, "I'm not comfortable going that fast." Uh, what, what's your reactions? Uh, I would have been pissed. I, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you don't quit. You don't just pull it in. Back it off a little bit then, and finish the freaking moto. You know, mm-hmm. get a seventh or whatever you need to get. You know, whatever it takes where you feel comfortable. But that's that was that was BS. Right. That was like such a typical. French throw in the white flag move. I, I was I was gay. <laughs> oh, you got to bring that into it, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying. Was it not? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm not comfortable going so fast. I pull in, I quit. I go home. <laughs> uh, that just sounded better with a French accent. I, I just think right. I don't care who it is. If that's the rider, mind be like, what are you, what are you doing, pulling in? Like, right. I don't care. Go we'll right. finish. You can get ten points right now, at least, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. Slow it down a little bit. Uh, second moto, pull in the mechanics area. Um, said there was a shock problem. They took it apart. They found nothing wrong with the shock. However, there was some people who said that they saw him in the mechanics area, and the shock was the bike was not able to move down. It was stuck straight up. 
you know, basically um, um, extended all the way. So it does seem to back up that there was indeed a, a bit of a shock problem. But uh, Wygant, in, in Mike Genova, when he's sitting in the hot tub with a cigar. Cigar. And chicks everywhere. Yep. Is this, is this even, you know, possible that it could be this bad this early if you're Mike Genova? No way, right? Uh, I don't know if he expected that, but I'm not even joking. In the press box at Salt Lake City, while the contract was literally being faxed to Porcel, because at 11 a.m. that morning, we asked Villeman, and he's like, it's actually not done yet, but it should be done by the end of the night. And a couple hours later, we're all in the press box. And I swear the running joke up there, and I think you were there, Steve, was, dude, there's no way that Villeman and Porcel get along by the time we get to Freestone. That was, that was the right. joke. Hours before the contract was even signed. And I was really amazed when I heard Purcell say that the thing that really sold him on the team was the chance to work with Villeman. And I'm like, mm, we'll see how well that goes. Um, there, I can't see how those guys could be pumped right now. Maybe the long-term prospects, they saw that he can go fast, and they still know that, but how could they be happy with this, with this turnout? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like seriously not safely rideable at all, like he would have hurt himself for sure. I don't think they're going to buy that one. I do like how DV called it out on Twitter, though. He's not scared to put it out yeah. there. Um, well, that's kind of my point. I don't, I don't right. think Villeman, when, when he's had a problem with one of his guys, I'd have a feeling he's going to voice that, and then I have a feeling Purcell's probably pretty stubborn, too, and now it's on. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what I think everyone's anticipating. Like, as soon as there was a problem, it was, these two weren't going to probably do the best job of, ah, we'll just sweep that under the rug, everything's good. So the team manager going out there and basically making fun of his rider on Twitter is probably not good. Yeah. Lucky for us, though, we get to read it. Um, oh, yeah. What was the tweet? He, he, he just put a picture up of, uh, was, it Danny, was it Magoo? Yeah. He put a picture up of Magoo with one grip ripped off the handlebar riding on, holding on to just the bar on like a Mako or a CR500. Yeah. He said, for everyone that says the YZ450F is a POS, Think of this photo the next time when you're thinking of pulling out of a moto. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So that's probably not good on those t- the terms of those two. No. Um, but at least, JT, the, the bright side is is that uh, you saw he still can go fast for 10 minutes. I mean, that's something you can't teach, right? Well, yeah, there was obviously a flash of brilliance there. Right. Um, but I think everybody expected that, too. I mean, he didn't forget how to ride a dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know if that 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 union is going to work. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> obviously already on rocky a rocky road, and we're two races in. It's just you have two very um, you know the the two personalities of the two people involved are very likely to butt heads all year if things mm-hmm. don't go well. And I just don't know how long they're each one's going to put up with it. You know, it's just. Tough to say, you know. I mean, obviously, you know Steve how very well how DV is, and uh, Purcell's yeah. obviously kind of standoffish and hard to deal with. Um, you know, I'm purely saying that as an outsider, but right. just tough if he doesn't turn it around and start getting results that are gonna that kind of kind of calm everything down. And I don't know, it, it has the potential to grenade here very soon. You know what DV told me um, in between the motos when we were walking to the line for the second moto. Out of the blue, he looked at me and goes, he can be fired, you know. He can be fired. And I was just like, huh? This was, ask- this was, <laughs> this was right after he asked me if I want his job. 
Um, <clears throat> so he's he's clearly frustrated. But uh, Ping, he did say Rocky Road there. I don't know if you caught that, but who said that? JT said Rocky Road. I said it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ice cream. <laughs> um, uh, Ricky Dietrich. He was good. He was really good, and it's crazy to think that. Like, like the, the stereotype of, oh, he rides three hours, of course he's good. I mean, it's just a stereotype, but it's damn well true with Ricky Dietrich. He is still motoring uh, on, and um, he's, he's good, huh, Wygant? Yeah, and I heard some people even almost naysay his performance after the race. Really? Like, oh, of course he's going to do well in a hot race in Texas. You won't see another thing out of that guy all year. It was only because of the condition. Who okay, told you that? It wasn't like, Who said that? It wasn't like he was running 25th and then, you know, uh, yeah. 11 guys pulled off because they were too hot and he just rode by them. Right. Like, he was on the pace pretty much right from the beginning of the races. You know what I mean? He was, he's not slow. Yeah. So, no. and, I mean, he's still relatively new to this. I mean, what, he rode a few nationals two years ago? Yeah, five or six um, or something, yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't ride Supercross besides Daytona. I mean, I would think... Should he be going further forward as the year goes on as opposed to backwards? Like, I think it might only get better. And this is darn good. Fifth overall. Yeah. And, right, and, right. And as usual, none of us are talking about Brett Metcalf. So. <laughs> well, who, I got was... completely confused over what happened with the results. Everything got jacked up with transponder or something, and yeah. I thought for sure he yeah. finished third overall. Um, but apparently he did not. It was very confusing. Rough day for Tommy Hahn. Rough day for uh, Kyle Chisholm. Kevin Windham blew a motor. First time out, but I had a few people tell me, even that are close to Honda, a few people were like, he doesn't do well in the heat. He doesn't do well in the heat, you know? Um, Wyndham? Wyndham, yeah. So they weren't expecting huge things from him. And I didn't realize that that was the way, or, or even if it was, or whatever, but his motor blew, so we never really got a chance to see too much. But he did kind of go backwards well, in the second moto. Don't you kind of think with Wyndham in this situation, I mean, okay, if it's a day where it's just pure, grinded out, you know, it's going to hurt, it, there's going to be pain, and you've just got to, like, is that really the position that he's in, A, in his career right now, and second of all, I don't think that's ever been his rep. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. He's, I don't, all the great thing. I know right now with both Reed and Wyndham, you have to be very careful to not say anything bad about them at all Yeah. for fear of castration by the mass public. However, there were times earlier in the career where people would question the grit of, of Wyndham, and now that he's kind of doing this almost for fun. I don't think he was expecting to win a title or maybe wanting to do all the races. I mean, really, is he going to push to the point where he's about to pass out in a 100-degree temperature? Really? Like, why not back it down at yeah. this night? Yeah, like, is it really worth it? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, Yeah. no, you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Uh, who's more popular? Is it Wyndham still over Reed? Is it, it is, right? Not by much. Wow, is that for me? Anybody. I think Wyndham is by far. <clears throat> yeah. By far? Yeah, I think Wyndham's far and away the most popular rider today. I think Stewart, I think Stewart's actually second among casual fans. I think Stewart is second. Uh, but I, I do I think, think Wyndham is first. Dropping. Yeah, they are, they are dropping, but if you still listen at Supercrosses to the crowd reaction and it – the signs and all the kids. I mean, Stewart's Stewart's real is still really popular. Yeah, I feel I like. If, hey, uh, the, is the anyone surprised response. Nick Way went ten eleven for tenth? Anybody? 
How many times does that guy finish 10th? Like 9 billion times. He, uh, he came from 28th in the second moto to 11th. That's good. Yeah. You're right. I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's his spot. Right. He just set, get, sets up a nice little pillow and a blankie and tent, and he just takes a little nap right there every weekend. Don't tell him that. <laughs> he will be pissed if you tell him that. <laughs> we had him on the show last night, and he did drop a reference. He dropped a reference to, you know, there's all these guys, guys like uh, Metcalf and Craig, and I'm sure he meant his teammate. They've been motoring down for months. And, uh, you know, they got a little bit of a jump on us right now. He did did say that. I I noticed that. I think that's true. I think that's true, and I've said that on, on previous outdoor podcasts that you see that with the rookies that come in as they've yeah. been riding outdoors. You know, they've right. been just killing outdoors all year long, you know, with this these dates circled on their calendar. And, you know, everybody else has been working through, you know, seven, seven or eight months of Supercross practice and racing straight through and then, Hop into outdoors, you know, a little unprepared, I think, for everybody. So Right. So when does that start swinging back around and everybody gets on a level playing field? How long do you think? Just as simple as this I week think, off? Yeah, within the next few weeks, this week off helps a lot. Um, it's just really, you kind of change your riding style. Like, Supercross is all, you know, squaring every, all the turns up and very precise and, um, you know, trying to control your breathing and doing all these things. And then outdoors is just wide open. You know, it's, you're hanging, you know, really on the edge your riding style is totally different you're trying to you know go through all these different uh techniques of riding and i knew it was really tough for me uh to make the transition i don't have the talent as a lot of those guys do but it took me a few weeks to feel really comfortable riding the edge and to feel like i was you know kind of back to where i was riding as as well as i could so Mm -hmm. i think within the next couple races you'll see you'll see a difference and maybe that gap will shorten a little bit right right and if nick way keeps getting 10th ping is just going to keep hammering it so We'll see. <laughs> I'm uh, not saying it's bad. No, no, yeah. He's 10th a lot. That's right. good. No, I wasn't That's saying it was bad. Tough. I just know that he thinks he's a lot better than 10th. And, you know, a lot of times he is. But I know he doesn't want to be considered a 10th place guy. That eats him up. I would, I would imagine seven. would. Steve, would you say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would. Um, so, okay, you want to move on to the 250 class? Anybody got anything else about the 450s? Anything else? Uh, Metcalf, short. Burns, Simmons, Les Smith rode well, fill in ride. Um, anybody else got anything else? There's a couple of dudes from Sweden. What about hey, Wygan? Am I going gonna... oh. what? Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of some dude named Kaye Aspergren. Went 17-17. He's from Sweden. Yeah, yeah. He, he scored points at Hangtown, too. And that Frederick Noven or whatever. I wonder if they like Hacken Carloquist. I wonder if that's their favorite rider. you got to be impressed with the Swedes killing in and the uh... – Texas Heat, they were ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, can you that's not, that, should, that can't be their forte, that's for sure. Can you imagine yeah. Can you imagine if the Feld PR guys got a hold of that one? They're from oh, Sweden, and they ride in no, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were you going to say, JT, to Wygan? Yeah. I was going to ask Wygan if, if I'm getting in on this uh, pre-show and post-show at Mount Morris, you're going to be cracking Red Bulls. We'll get you in. We'll get you in. What about um, – All right. First of all, you can you're usually good for it. You can stick around for a post show. That's I, usually the, the toughest question I, of all. Go ahead, JT. Can you stick around for the post show? Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I Where find it hilarious, and I've gotten Watson wants to do one. JT's asked me. I find it hilarious that people think they have to ask. You really just have to show commitment, and you're in. Correct me if I'm wrong, Wygant. 
Oh, yeah, that's all Kraken Red Bulls has got. I mean, he said, I'll be at every race. I'll do it. And I'm like, well, we don't have any money to pay you. He's like, I don't care. I'll fly in Thursday, so I'll be ready on Friday. And I was like, please don't fly in Thursday night. Don't come in a whole day early just for the show. And he's like, well, I am. I'm like, okay. Who's Kraken Red Bulls? <laughs> Paul Lindsay. Paul Lindsay. <laughs> that's Paul Lindsay's trademark him. move. I thought you knew this uh, thing. Where you been? Uh, sorry. Out of the loop, apparently. Oh. <laughs> hear that sound? That's the sound uh, of an ice cold Red Bull. Uh, um, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so people think it's, you know, even Watson's like, hey, what do I got to do to get on that show? And I'm like, um, pretty much just show up, tell why get you're doing it. Uh, or get ordered by Davey to do it. Davey sees you. Yeah, the other thing is, um, out of the corner we, of his eye. We, uh, it's really hard to both pull that show off and then still have fresh content for the RacerX site. There's so many things that RacerX does for Ally as part of the partnership in this series. Um, so there might be room if you even want to do a few things. You could even maybe even do a few solo efforts uh, for videos midweek if you're down with that. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, uh, yeah. my my schedule consists of therapy and uh, a lot of TV right now. So right, uh, right. No, I'm just saying, like at the yeah. race, like maybe Saturday morning, we grab. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course, yeah. Anything, anything like that, I'm I'm down. Yep. We oh, do our. So, all right, let's talk about lights class. right here on the on the air. That's why I like it. Uh, lights class. Uh, Tyler Rattray, who won Texas last year. Oh, wait. No. No, he, no, he didn't. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm setting the world right on this. Everyone thinks Rattray won the overall last year. Who, who Porcel th- went 1-5. Hey, Ping, did you think he won? Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> Everyone thought Rattray won the race last year. Davey wrote it. Uh, the, the TV crew said it. Uh, I think Emick thought it. Uh, Mathis, you said it. Now, apparently, Ping agrees. I looked at the results. Purcell went 1-5 to win the overall. I know fading to a fifth in the second moto didn't leave the victory, the, the V for victory in anyone's visual, but 1-5 got it done. Rattray went 6-1. Yeah. So, I think all anyone really remembers is Wilson had it and then right. well, either lost and his mind it over or to Rattray, But he actually handed over the yeah. moto win. And Purcell, like, coasted across the line, gassed in fifth clueless as to what was going on but won the overall so Rattray won one race last year and it was Southwick one um high point also oh okay all right yeah so he wins again at high point uh yeah fastest guy I think was without a doubt Wilson uh dominated the first moto was all over Barsha second moto and went down and to me he was the fastest guy but uh you know and he, he put an impressive charge in the second moto but right now two rounds in like Ping was saying those dudes got a little bit of a uh, a break. It's uh it's twenty. It's twenty one points too. Wilson to Tomac, third in third, and Rattray's five back. So right now it's Wilson and Rattray who are looking uh, pretty good. Wilson's got more a little more style than than Rattray, but you got to give it up to Rattray, huh? JT, he he gets it done. He's figured it out. Yeah, he's strong. I mean, you can just you can see in his his body language the last few laps. Um, he had a lot left in the tank. You know, when he went by Barsha, he sprinted. I mean, hard sprinting, too. Like, he was pushing pushing everywhere. And, uh, you know, obviously he just broke Barsha at that point. Um, but I, I think, you know, obviously starts have been his biggest nemesis. Uh, he seems like he's always on pace. It's just whether or not he digs himself too much of a hole at the beginning. So, uh, if he can stay at the front, he's going to be tough to beat. You know, I think him and Dean will be, he'll, will be there all year. And then I don't really know what happened with Baggett this year or this weekend. I heard heat stroke. 
I heard, you know, I know he was winning the first moto, but I, you know, everybody expected more than that. Uh, Bones told me that uh, his crash in the first moto while he was leading uh, really rang his bell. He was ding- a little dingy. Yeah, he had to be because he was way off the pace. Like a second small moto. boat. What? <laughs> rang, like a rang small his- boat. He was dingy. A little dingy. I, 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 everybody's talking at once. I can't even hear. It. You said he was a little dingy. I, he was a small boat. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Good one, Ping. Um, yeah. No, it took you two minutes to catch on, Mathis. Well, I couldn't hear. Everybody's talking at once. Uh, you only had to hear dingy once, small boat. That's all you had to hear. That's all everybody else heard. He was a real, he was really, anyway. he was really tugboat. He was really tugboat. Did anybody see his crash? No, Did they didn't show it. it? Yeah. Yeah, no. It couldn't I, have been. It couldn't have been good though, because see that that section where you're coming into that ride is pretty fast. Yeah. Well, are, are we are we like you know getting all worked up over a twenty point lead this early in the season? Though? I mean, there's still so many points to be made but lost. It's, and... it's rare though, Ping. It's rare. Yes, we're getting all worked up about Reed's lead. No, I know that's what I'm saying. In both classes, there's twenty some points, you know, and it's like, it, it, does that matter this early? I mean. I, th- I think especially in the lights class it doesn't because you see a lot more inconsistency. It's just rare this early. Why well, get right? That's all. Uh, normally, yeah. I mean, yeah. it shouldn't be like that after only four motos. But I think after high point last year, Porcel had a gigantic points lead. Um, and then we know how that turned out. For some reason, that Geico Honda team, I'm, I, think we, I think it's not a coincidence anymore. That team seems to start outdoors slow every year, and then by the end of the year, their guys pick it up. I mean, they had a couple magical moments with mm-hmm. Barsha and Tomac, but that seemed to be more of what you guys were alluding to before, that those guys were doing nothing but motoing down and not worry about Supercross. You know, right after that, they went right back down to earth, like after that first performance. Seems yeah. like that team gets – Pro Circuit always seems to come in, house of fire, and then Geico builds as the year goes on. So I've got yeah. to assume that. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually, Tomac's going to have to be a factor, right? Because he, he hasn't been. I mean, he's been up there, but he's not yeah. even close to the pace of those two. But I can't imagine that's going to last. Hey. Somebody else is going to get in there. Ping, um, <clears throat> you, you're on the Baguette bandwagon. You're driving it. You're predicting it, and you're driving it. Um, <clears throat> does, he, does he rebound from this and come out at Mount Morris and be, you know, a top three guy? I think so. As long as he doesn't have any injuries from that crash, yeah. you know, I think he'll be fine. You just uh, never know how these things turn out. There's, you know, there's, there's, there's these... Pivotal moments and that define a guy's season sometimes, and he gets bummed out or depressed, and it goes from there. So you just never yeah. really know. Um, Hard to say. He definitely has the speed and the, the capability. That dude is, and, and the fitness, he's mm-hmm. gnarly. Um, so if he, you know, I think with the week off, maybe he takes four or five days off the bike and then gets back into it and he's fresh, and I think he'll be fine for Mount Morris. He becomes less dingy. Maybe a bigger boat, something I don't know. Right. Uh, right I think now, if you if you look too, just to add on to that, if you look at how he rode at Mount Morris last year, he annihilated those guys last year at Mount Morris. So you know that's in the back of his mind, uh, and he's going to be really confident going into that race because I mean he was going so much faster than everyone in that in that race last year. It was crazy. So I, I think going, you know, having this next race after you know such a bad weekend is going to help a lot. Uh, Weege, <clears throat> Kyle Cunningham, third overall. Yeah, and, uh, okay, we've made the jokes a million times. The guy crashes a lot. Um, that didn't happen. And um, 
find the Christian Craig thing, you know, in that class especially, it's not just Kyle, but consistency is hard to come by. And you see a lot of guys have an awesome one moto and then nowhere to be seen in moto two, but wasn't the case. I mean, he was saying some visits over there to the Astros truck due to the heat and all, but he mm-hmm. found a way to – he was actually in contention for the overall pretty late in the day, the way things are working. I mean, that – I've got right. to think that's a big breakthrough for him. I mean, real consistency. We know he's always been fast. Right. That was – I. I've got to imagine for a guy like that who's just always running into the same problem, like this has to feel like a breakthrough. He didn't win the race, but he was consistent. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, I would think. What do you think of calling him as a rider, Pingree? I think outdoors he's awesome. He's always been. I mean, even years ago when he was just privateering it, he, he was really, really fast outdoors. I, I don't think he's got the uh, habit of crashing as much for whatever reason. In Supercross, he's just like a magnet to the dirt. But outdoors, it's, not been, it's, it's typically not as bad, and he's always been fast. So I, I don't know how many, you know, yeah, hopefully this does something for his confidence and he can stay running up with those guys because he was on it. Like, he was, yeah, I mean, he almost had this overall. Hey, you so, know what's funny? Right. I just just got an email in from a guy named Andreas Olvgaard just right now. You can probably imagine where he's from. Uh, Sweden. Sweden. Dallas? Oh. <laughs> 20th yeah. place rider in 450 Freestone, Norin, Paris. His actually name is Frederick Norin. <laughs> so it's not Norin Paris, it's Frederick Norin. I don't know where Paris came from. Maybe the, he's because he's had Paris on his sheet as where he's from, like where he's living, where he's based right now, maybe? Yeah, but the results say that Frederick Norin. Oh, they do? From Paris, California, oh. yeah. So where were you saying Paris? Where were you right saying? on the wake-up call, it's got Paris Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder nobody knows who he is. That's not even his name. Yeah, this guy says his actual name is Frederick Norin, he's from Sweden. He and Callie Aspergen is racing for MX Heaven Race Team. It have been some problems with his name in the results because on TV, it's Novin. So now we got Norrin yeah, Paris, Novin. Frederick yep. Norrin, and Novin. <laughs> He's got three different names. Let's call him Paris Novin. Yeah, exactly. I just don't have any idea. Stage name. <laughs> uh, welcome to the main stage, Paris Novin. <laughs> Uh, from Sweden. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she is. Sure. Yeah, sure exactly. Yeah, from Sweden, <laughs> sure. Uh, sure. Hey, Barsha, uh, bad hangtown, um, bad first moto. Um, how about that crash with Musquin? Man, Musquin's oh. got oh. – he's just been like, hey, welcome to America. F you. Man. Right? That's the worst bad luck. That is the best example of bad luck you could possibly have. It doesn't get more blatant than that. Like, nothing he did wrong at all. Now, now he's – um, this has never happened to me during my four Manitoba titles, but Ping or JT, has that ever happened to either one of you guys where a bike, like, back wheel knocks you off the bike? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you, you, I mean, right, JT, you've hit a bike or had a, you know, you race oh, I've, hit, I've hit a lot of bikes. I'm, I'm behind a lot of people every, every time I race, so <laughs> there's bikes flying everywhere. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that's not totally uncommon. Like, you're going to take a, you know, ever tried going over the middle of a bike? Like, somebody falls in front of you and their frame is just staring at you and you're like, oh, I could wheel you. Oh, yeah, you think you got it. 
Uh, that Ke- never turns out right. Kevin Windham in Vegas also thought that. Yeah. Um, do you remember? No. Do you remember when Red Dog got taken out by Ivan's bike and he tried to get on Ivan's bike and take off? Yes. Yeah. St. Louis. St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it just it just seemed like if you're Musquin, you don't even see that coming, and next thing you know, you have a Dunlop in your throat. Yeah. What was the deal? I know he hurt his thumb, obviously, but. He had to have like bit his tongue off or something. I mean, that rear tire hit him in the face so hard, <laughs> and I never heard anything as far as facial yeah. injuries or anything. Yeah, I don't know. Anybody have any? I heard he had a that? minor scratch on his chin. How's that? That was like, like he should be a boxer then. Could not throw uppercuts like that. Yeah, that was. I, I literally, when I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, he's he's knocked out. Like, and he was just walking around. I'm like, wow. Remind me not to start anything with that guy. <laughs> you know, I'm not one to, like, just throw out comments easily to French riders. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. But, like, <laughs> he's a nice dude. He goes in. I always see him at the gym because he works with Eddie Casillas. You know, he does a lot of his physio and stuff there. And he's just, like, real mellow, real soft-spoken. He's skinny as a rail. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a good but dude. He's, like, really, really a nice guy. I, I felt real bad for him. And I, I actually picked him to win Mount Morris. Obviously not anymore, but... I think that that guy would have won some races here in the next few weeks. Hey, when you see him, is uh, Yannick his trainer with him? Sometimes, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a little pocket he, he's got. I don't know who they are, but. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he used to train Tortelli when Tortelli lived here, and I used to train with him every day, and super, super good guy. Like, really, really, really nice. I, I don't doubt what you're saying about Marvin. As nice as Tortelli? Yeah, I mean, that same general, you know, I'm a big, tor- I'm a big Tortelli Overly fan. generous, you know, super nice, always willing to do yeah. anything they can for you. Right. Uh, I hung out with Marvin a little bit at Bercy. Yeah, great guy, for sure. And uh, he's always worried about his English, but it's pretty good. He's always worried about it. But I'm like, dude, don't worry. You know, I, I barely speak it. So. Um, uh, oh, okay, I know what I was going to ask. Hey, the, uh, the Geico guys, um, between Tomek and Barsha, they've been getting good starts. Uh, Weege, I know you talked about how they're – they're starting slow, but they've been up front. It's got to be a little worrisome if you're Larocco, huh? Yeah, that, I don't mean slow starts like off the gate. Yeah. I just mean for the year. I mean, you can even look at Kennard. Two years, started off terribly at Hangtown, actually two years in a row. But then by high point in '09, he was starting to get together, but then he got hurt. And then last year, it took you know half the season to really get going. So, yeah, I can't imagine that the goal is for those guys to pull whole shots and not be able to win Races. I mean, that's a pretty high standard to say right. that they should just go out and win, but I'm sure if you're Barsha and you have a pretty big lead in the moto, you expect to win that one. Yeah. And Tomac, I mean, Tomac was way back at Hangtown. And all he's been able to tell me just feels a little off. That's all they got right now. Yeah. To me, uh, Barsha and Wilson have everybody covered on speed. You know, just speed. Barsha and Wilson? Yeah. I think so. Barsha? Yeah, I think Barsha. Yeah, I mean, he crashed at, at Hangtown. You know, we didn't really see what he saw, what he, what he could do. Uh, first moto here, he crashed obviously with Marvin there. He came from dead last, dead last to ninth yeah. in a great ride. And second moto, yeah, sure he got he got second. Wilson caught him, but or I mean Rattray caught him, but it was hot and 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 you know Barsha did lead most of the race. So to me, on speed, Barsha and Wilson have it. Well, since I'm driving the Blake Baggett bandwagon. And I, I was just about to say I, that. I'm trying to jump in there, too. I don't even remember who Blake Baggett was or is. I mean, let's face it. I don't You're talk, fired. You're fired. I don't talk about guys who get ninth. No, I'm, I mean. I just, I just yeah. pulled a Paul Lindsay and opened a Red Bull here. 
<laughs> now look who's on the bandwagon with the jokes. Um, uh, no, I guess I'm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just talking four motos. This is what I saw. So, well, did you not like watch the first and the first half of the third one? Whatever. Sakamoto Hangtown, he was leading, and I felt like he was hanging on by a thread. Like, I felt that Baggett, Rattray, and Wilson were all faster than him, and they were just trying to figure out either how to get around or when was he going to make a mistake, and he mm-hmm. made one. Like, right. I haven't gotten that I vibe. Guess I'm on the I Barsha. haven't gotten that vibe from either Tomac or Barsha. I guess no one's on the Barsha bandwagon with me, and we'll all see. <laughs> no, listen, I think Barsha's good. He's doing fine. But to say that Baggett is not on their level speed-wise, I think is a horrible, horrible look at what you're talking about. I think you're, I think you're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think I think that's wrong. I honestly do. Well, to I say think... the guy that clearly, clearly was the best guy at Hangtown, and then uh, that was weeding the, the first moto, and then you know, well, it had really you know, hard. You know, anybody kinda, can go real fast to, to just and then end up crashing. You know what I mean? The, the... I thought we were talking about speed. That was the that was the topic. Well, the the object is to not crash, so you have to go as fast as you can without crashing. Baggett, How many times has Barsha crashed? Baggett wasn't able to do that. How many times has Barsha crashed this year? This conversation's over. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, clearly. I got a few guys. Talk yourself right out of it. About. What's that thing? There was there was a few rides that were like kind of surprising to me. There was so much inconsistency. Swanapool went four twenty eight. Uh, Izzy went six twenty nine. And uh, Izzy, oh, yeah, Izzy, dro- one. Izzy oh. dropped out of the second moto uh, with heat heat exhaustion problems, from what I heard. Uh, I don't know what happened to Swanepoel's second moto, but he was wasn't he up there second moto? Fourth. Oh, in the second no, one? in the second moto, yeah, uh, something something bad. He was like eighth or ninth, and then he disappeared. So he was well, pretty he was good. Putting in another good and tickles the other one thirty nine five. Yeah, tickle, so a lot of inconsistency. Tickle blew up. Uh, Why well, We're seeing a ton of uh, um, a ton of DNS from or motor problems, huh? Bike problems. Yeah, tickle had a problem. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's not. It's certainly not uh, just Dungey or just Suzuki. Like, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, you no. go back to what happened a short there at the Hangtown on both motos. Like, it's so strange. Um, and as far as riders having problems with it, too. I mean, obviously, Texas is always a tough one. But um, it, I feel like it's like motocross 1976. Like, you got to make sure your bike gets to the finish, and you need to pace yourself to get to the finish <laughs> yourself. <laughs> you got to land off jumps with your front wheel a little bit high. Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. You know, I talked to, say, Weimer. I talked to him after the race, and he's like, man, after the first moto, I was pretty much just spent. And I'm like, wow, no one ever admits that. Like, mm-hmm. dudes are just willing to admit, holy, man, I was tired, and I was just trying to survive. Right. Uh, Not saying that dudes aren't in shape anymore, but people are actually admitting it might be the difference. Weimer's been solid so far, I think. Yeah, yeah he didn't even have a bad day. But he told me, he's like, yeah. man, second moto, I was I was already pretty much spent. Uh, how, about, how about Matt Lemoyne? Uh, had him on the show last night. He's in a van. Down by the river, and seventh overall. Um, good, good showing for him. And he's been, you know, full privateer in it. Not like, hey, I'm a privateer. I'm on Rock River. Oh, look at me, cry for me. Hey, I'm a privateer. I'm on the Warthog thing. Cry for me. No, no, no. He's full in the van in an easy up. He said he was parked across from the Pro Circuit guys, and they were all sitting in tubs of ice cold water, and he was laying on the ground on a towel <laughs> in the sun. <laughs> yeah, but he turned down rides. It's not like it's not like nobody wanted to help him. Um, he legitim- he legitimately turned deals down. Well, he just said because he he he's going to dance with the ones that brung you, and he didn't want to piss off his sponsors. 
I understand, but you can't sit in one hand and say, oh, look at this guy killing it in a van. He has a towel to lay on, nothing else, when people are begging to, you know, sign him up. Oh, people are begging? Begging? Well, I mean, more than they were ever begging me. I mean, I, you know, they were offering to let him ride, you know, Factory Kawasaki and Supercross. I know other teams that were talking to him as well, and, you know, they wanted to do, they wanted to do what they're doing now. So I don't feel a lot of sympathy for him. Look at, look at JT throwing a wet blanket on the guy laying on the ground on the towel. No, no, it's, it's not like that at all. I'm throwing a wet blanket on you, you know, crying him a river. Because he actually probably, wished he, had, he probably wished all. he had a, a wet blanket at Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could hire you to do that. Could you please bring a wet blanket and put it on me at high point? Right, right. But uh, having said that, he did ride really well. Yes. So that wasn't what didn't have anything to do with good, that. Actually, uh, Martin Davalos came yeah. from thirty eighth to tenth for Smoto. Pretty good ride. Um, Jason Anderson, why can't Jason Anderson has a new trainer, Randy Lawrence? So we'll see how that goes. Nick Way. Uh, yeah, we're round one. What, what? What's that? What? That JT. JT say something? No. No. No, I didn't. Oh, I saw. Uh, Anderson before you know before Hangtown and said is it on, and he said maybe eventually. <laughs> so showing good confidence, and then Texas asked him again, and I think he gave me a, a hope so. So I'd consider that progress. Um, and then he actually was somewhat there in the running, you know, around tenth or so. Which in that class, the gap between like fourth and tenth is usually they're like they're all in the same spot. I mean that moto that first moto, I think fifth through fifteenth was like on the same straightaway, um, but then it didn't last. So I talked to RL, and he said, I think he's only got 15 minutes in him right now. So uh, that's not good. I, not. I, I do admire the rider that doesn't say, oh, yeah, dude, working hard, having a great, you know, just killing it, working hard. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, goes out and sucks I know, balls. and I know we all want the guys to be honest, but it goes back to that same thing where, unfortunately, I think if you're thinking that you don't have it, uh, that usually, well, you know, you got to believe it before you can do it, right? So, unfortunately, as good as the honesty is. All right. Uh, it doesn't usually bode well. You don't get points for honesty. I always felt like, Pingree, your big problem in Nationals was you didn't believe. Yeah. Well, that and there. wobbly knees. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Hey, what's Austin Howell's deal? Uh, just privateer? Just out of a van? JT, you, you ready to talk some shit on him? Or, like, what's, what's Austin, Powell, Austin Howell's deal? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Listen, joking. if there's anybody going to ever talk shit about riding out of a van, it wouldn't be me. Okay? Well, maybe you're one of I those guys just... that are like, hey, I'm the only one in the van. You know what I mean? No, like... no, no, no. I'm just saying that he didn't have to be riding out of a van. That's all. I mean, he's doing awesome, and if that's what he felt like he was going to do the best in, awesome. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, woe is me. I'm going to have to ride out of this van because he doesn't have to do that. He's good enough and has opportunities where he doesn't have to do that. It just right. – you know, maybe the situation wasn't what he wanted or they couldn't come to terms. So, Right. Okay. Um, what were the terms? Had to have hip-hop playing nonstop like Lil Wayne <laughs> in the truck? <laughs> well, I'm just curious. Ping is so excited that he's not in the sport anymore because he can say anything he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to get worse as he goes on. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think we've only seen the tip of the iceberg with, with David Bakery. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I feel like uh, the new star racing is Rockstar Suzuki, and I touched on this on my observations column. Um, what do you think, Wygant? They're struggling. Yeah, they're struggling big time. And uh, 
it's kind of the thing right now. Last year there was such dominance established by Per Circuit and Geico that it's like, okay, what team's going to step up? And they definitely look like they're looking to do that. And then, you know, Troy Lee's definitely made some inroads this year. So a couple other teams are getting closer, uh, but they can't. You can't have ten teams all in the top three, right? So somebody's getting squeezed out, and they really haven't had like any results to speak of. You know, the beginning of the year, Morris had like a podium here and there, all right. but you know, Davalos coming from way back to get seventh is about well, well, about as good as it's gotten in a while. That's really rough over there. They hired the right man to turn it around. They hired the right yeah, man we'll to turn it around. Dave Gallon. Fulmer, Ross, you Rollerball. You've got a boner for Dave Gowan. Every t- every show, I think you've mentioned him. Like, what's the deal with doing him? <laughs> well, he won once wrench for Ross, Ross Patterson. Oh, he's Canadian? Yeah. yeah. All right. There it is. And I hey, what's, uh, make sense. What's, the deal with, what's the deal with Rockstar's bikes? Are they, Dude, are they full in-house, like, you know, like what Stroop was on last year, or what's their, yeah. their situation? They are. They just yeah. don't look that good to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's just the guys riding them. I don't know, but they just don't look as good as they used to. And it, obviously, the results are making their bikes look worse. But I, I did. Just, That's the I was, thing I was that's shocking to me that. is that those bikes are they're good. It's not an issue there. So, well, yeah. Then I don't. I don't know. I mean, it seems like they have guys that could do well or did. You know, I know guys are hurt and whatever, but uh, they're obviously not doing what. You know, Rockstar and everyone, you know, American Suzuki and everybody is, is hoping for. So. Um, yeah. Also, Stars, Stars been stepping it up, and I can't help but wonder how much their Canadian manager they hired this past off season has to do with that. So, I just thought I'd throw hey, that out our there too. Infiltration here. Um, hey, before we go, I want to touch on a couple of subjects. Uh, the one, the red plate, the red plate fiasco. Um, JT, what, what are your thoughts on that? Reed ran. Took it off. Reed ran a black on white for um, practice, and then he put red on for the motos. He was a little upset that he had to share it. However, there was precedent at Lakewood, Colorado, a couple years ago. Purcell and Dungey shared the red plate. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Mr. Chad Reed, expert? Uh, obviously, he wasn't really excited about it. Um, I just I think he felt like he won the race, and okay, no, we know what he thought. What do you think? What do I think? Um, I, I obviously agree that there was a precedent set, but I also agree with Chad's mindset of, you know, I won the race. Why do I have to share it? Uh, so I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, he obviously wanted to make a statement in practice that, you know, and kind of voices displeasure with it. But then, you know, I think he also realized that it's always not about him, and you know, mm-hmm. he wants to make sure that the people helping him are getting, you know, as, as much publicity and exposure and all the cool things that go along with leading points that they can. So, okay. um, you know, obviously he had, he had conversations with Davey and, you know, whoever the powers that be over it. And, you know, they both kind of voice their opinions and, you know, Chad is not one to back down uh, really to anyone. If he has an opinion on something, you know, kind of similar to you, Mathis, where if you feel strongly about something, you'll speak up even at your own detriment about it. So um, Davey, as a matter of fact, ironically enough, to Davey? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To anyone. <laughs> to your boss. To yeah, anyone. So, uh, I've uh, gotten better, Wygant. Come on. We- no, no. Yeah, you have, you have come a long way. There's no doubt. But when I think of a – I mean, you're no Steve Cox. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, 2009 Steve Mathis versus 2011. Huge progress. Thank you. Thank but you. Try. I've seen you and Davey on the other end of a conference call at times. Right. Um, 
Um, Reed was my hero when I heard that he was going toe to toe with Davy. I mean, uh, that's like that's irresistible force versus a movable object. For those two. <laughs> Ping, what's your opinions on? I know it's something dumb we're talking about it because Reed has it now. There's no doubt about it. But what are your opinions on that? Uh, I know I heard it. I guess at the office why well, can't there was quite a bit of a debate. Like I don't well, get I, I, how any. Sorry, Ping. I don't get how anybody could not side with the fact that Reed should have it. To me, I don't see how, how there's another argument. But whatever. Go on, go on, bite on MX. You'll change your mind in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, well, here, here's the thing for me is that, hey, I, I don't think it's that big of a damn deal. I don't know. Right. I, I don't really understand why Reed made such a big deal. I don't, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, give it one more weekend here, and I'm sure you won't be tied for points anymore. That being said, he should totally have had it. The, the whole point of it, I thought, was to allow the fans to know who is the points leader, who's the, who, you know, right. so they could recognize him throughout the series. Well, if the series ended that weekend, Chad Reed's the champion, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that's how, if there is ever a tie in the points at any point in the series, there's a way to break it down to see who would be leading the series technically if it ended right then. Yeah, like if Rapture came. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, what, or Troy, Ohio floods again. Right. Whatever. <laughs> there has to be a way to know who it is, and there is, based on race wins or moto wins, however it goes back. Right. So Reed should have totally had it. I don't. I don't know why they would put two guys in the plate. I think that's stupid. I like how Ping says it's really dumb and it's really stupid. Then he goes on for ten minutes. <laughs> well, no, it's like no, I, I, I would. I, I would have just been like, whatever. I, you know, hey, fine, why, but why can't maybe say something to Davey? Why can't can we can we can we put the people aside for, for Chad to make oh, such we, a big deal that made go. him look petty? That's all I'm saying. Right. I thought to me, I was like, dude, I'll right. just you know. You know what I'm saying? That for my, just I can't, like I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that, like, firsthand. He wasn't, like, jumping up and down, crying about it, or, you know, throwing, no, I know. throwing chairs I know. through windows or anything. That would be awesome. He was just kind of like, that's lame, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and when he feels something about that, he voices it. So How, how about, how think, about, it's so typical, Reed, though, to take his number plates off for practice. Just, well, yeah, I, I, mean, I think he obviously wanted to make it known that he wasn't happy about it. It's just such a, such a Chad thing to do. Like, I interviewed him after the race about Dungey, and he said, yeah, you know, it's a real bummer that uh, his fuel boiled and uh, he ran out of gas, but I think there's some deeper issues there. And I'm oh, just like, what, what What are you talking about? Like, there's, you know, it just, just he just puts that out there. Just, just sticking the needle in a little yeah. bit. Yep, yep, he's good at it, you know. Um, he loves stirring it up. He does. Yeah. but, but which, uh, which is cool because, you know, it makes – I feel like he's one of the few guys that has figured out I can – Instead of, if I got to have the media and all these fans and deal with all this stuff outside of racing as part of the job, like, why not enjoy it? I think he's figured out a way to really have fun with it. I'm okay with it. I mean, you can use it as a conduit. That's fine by me. I'm not bagging on him at all. I think it's great. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, and I mean, for sure, I think there was a big part of that that was just, let's stir it up and have some fun with this, as opposed to, I'm really, really, really mad. (laughs) Uh, But, again, can we just get, you know, of course, there's the the, the conspiracy theories out there, uh, and I heard it. And we, we get to the bottom on this show. It's a hard-hitting show. Uh, the MX Sports wanted Dungey to have the red plate because it's the Rockstar Nationals. Ooh. Oh, God, no. Listen, I dun, said this dun, all the time. Dun, 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 dun. I, wish, as, I wish we were organized enough. If we were organized enough to be able to pull stuff like that off, <laughs> life Ping, would be good. Things just chuckling. that would mean most of the stuff we have is on lockdown, and then we have time to take care of. <laughs> right, right. Superfluous yeah. details like that, like, Ping, Mathis, you've worked for the company or around the company long enough to know, dude, 
But we can't get really important issues solved. Ping's just chuck. Ping just started chuckling as soon as you said that. So clearly, <laughs> clearly he knows. Um, no, but we I, can't. We I can't mean, even schedule editorial well, meetings just... <laughs> once a month. You think we're going to get everybody in the same room to agree on this? Yeah. Please. Yeah. There's nine billion things going on on any, any given moment, and yeah, a fraction of them get solved. So for something that trivial and like out there to actually be on the front page, right? No, I, I heard it. Not so, happening. Yeah, no, I heard, I heard that. I mean, I don't believe it. I just, yeah. I just well, think was that was that a vital <clears throat> no, board? no, no, no. It was somebody like at the track, like a mechanic or a manager. Oh, or really? Yeah, it was like somebody that would actually. Yeah, no, I don't read the vital stuff. Hey, you know? that's. I think it all comes down to this. There was a precedent, and I do remember in '09 when that happened. I thought for sure <laughs> that it was going to be like, oh, cool, we'll just have to go to the tiebreaker. And Davey was like, no, they're tied. They both won the plate. And I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that I necessarily thought that's the way the rule should be. But I do know that's the way the rule has been, so I don't see why you well, change it now. I mean, you'd really look bad if you're like, oh, wait, one of the riders complained. We better just change it. Yeah, no, like, I, yeah, yeah. You got to go yeah, with what you win. Yeah, but if something's dumb, with. you fix it, too. You don't keep going just because, you know, tradition isn't always right. Yeah, like if I if – I, I think at the end of the season, they should at least it, definitely go, all right, Absolutely. Hey, end of the season, fine. From here on out, if there is a tie-in point that goes to – three days before the race, change the rule. Change yeah. it next year. Yeah, I agree with Ping. Yeah. Like, if they have something dumb, change it. You know, if I walk outside of my yeah. front door every day and a hammer swings down and hits me in the nuts, uh, I'm going to take the hammer down. Probably. We should never change that, actually. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that is where tradition wow. is awesome. I- I'm going to change that hammer because it's wrong. So, um, But you can't change it in midstream like that. You can't change it midweek. Oh, yeah, I'll wait till Monday to change the hammer. I'll take a few more hits to the nuts, and then I'll change it on, on, on <laughs> that Monday. That would be awesome. Right. I don't know. I don't know about that because in the history of AMA history and stuff like that, rules get changed all the time to please whoever. Midweek, mid race, mid day. Hey, Ricky, your, moto, your Rick, Ricky, your fuel's illegal. Oh wait. Oh, so, <laughs> sorry. No, it's not. Yeah, here you go. Have some points hey, back. If me or JT, if me or JT walked out your door, it would hit us in the chest. So, <laughs> we'd, we'd, you know, um, neck. No, JT's got a point there, Weege. He does have you on that. Like, uh, Reedy gets a 25-point penalty for fuel. James gets a uh, – or Burner gets a 14-point penalty because that's where he finished. Ricky doesn't get any penalty. I mean, it's a dumb rule. I'm, I'm not saying – I got penalized for it, too. Oh, you did? Uh, and, yeah, with, with Nick White and Josh Hill that year, I got DQ'd from, from Phoenix for it. Yeah. And for you, a bad gas. Right. So yeah, I never got anything back. Or- <laughs> you cheating bastard. Wait, wait, wait. wait. My, Hold on. I, I, I altered my specific gravity in my gas. I, you guys have never tried that? <laughs> I went and took a rocket science class and a string theory <laughs> course over at my local college so I could learn how to alter the specific gravity of my fuel. I, I feel like my 450 really needs it. I got 14th place because of that specific gravity cheat move. Uh, I still, but what is the, what would be the reason, okay, Apparently, they determined with Carmichael's fuel, right? They were like, well, yeah, it was really close, and it really doesn't make a difference, and we were penalizing him as if he had an unfair advantage, but I guess he really doesn't. Maybe our rule was too strict. What we're trying, The reason, the spirit of intent of the rule to prevent someone from having extra horsepower, it really wasn't preventing that. But here it's like, well, we have to change it because Chad Reed complained. Like, that's... You know what I mean? Like, okay, change it at the end of the year, but to change a rule at midstream just because a rider was complaining, um, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a little bit apples to oranges to say that they changed the fuel situation with Carmichael <clears throat> as opposed to this. Like, so they do mad. change the rules. 
they, they're willing to change rules. Like last year they were contemplating dropping the, the time of the motos down to 20 or 25 minutes uh, just because it was hot. I mean, stuff like that is ridiculous. Yeah, but that's a, that, that, I think you have to look at the reasons why they're changing it. Yeah, so if they're like, there. yeah, but if, you're, if you can't do the moto, then don't go out there. I mean, everybody's got to do it. It's never been changed. It used to be 45 minutes, you know, 20 years ago. I just, like, I disagree with stuff like that, like well, dumbing when, down the sport or doing stuff like that. I, I hate that. When you got a concussion in football, they, they, they rubbed some, uh, some lotion on your belly and sent you back out. And now people are vegetables. So we learn yeah, but I just as we don't, go. I, don't, I just don't think that you should blow or shorten the motos because it's hot. You know, you should. Yeah. Well, you know they, what I mean? If you, if you have in... to back yourself down. To, to save yourself, or that's mm-hmm. all part of strategy and preparation and all the things that go into, you know, doing well at the races. You shouldn't have it, you know, okay. them cut down the motos to help you. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't like shortcuts like that. Yeah, but they didn't do it. No, they I know, but even it. to consider it was, is to say right. that they're willing to change rules midweek. Well, okay, yeah, let's, let's use that, uh, okay. let's use the old Hangtown that was fully, Rain race. Didn't they cut a moto? They just ran one moto there, right? Yeah. Or they shortened the moto. Did. What did they do? Somebody help me out with this. They ran one yeah, moto. they only ran one moto. Okay, so in that moto, I've heard stories from guys, um, <clears throat> Joel Albrecht, Jeremy Albrecht's little brother, or older brother. Younger brother? Help me out with this. Brother. Anyway, let's just go with brother. <laughs> was crossing, there was a river. It was raining so hard there was a river going, and this was before my time, so I just hear the stories, but like a river going through the track. And he went to cross it, fell over, and the bike pinned him underwater. And he's like, I, I was totally going to drown if there wasn't a flagger there who lifted my bike up and grabbed me and pulled me up. So in a situation like that, you, you have to make a decision. for riders I, do agree with, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. But I don't think that heat should be a factor because that's more – you don't see everybody out there – passing out. You saw the guys that were in really, really good shape at the front and then the guys that, you know, weren't that were pulling off. I, I, so I, that's the only problem I have with it is I think it just takes away from, you know, the art of being prepared and all the hard work. That's all. I don't want to see anybody pass out and and do anything like that, obviously. Well, they, they leave it in Bodner's hands for like the recommendation. And I think for him to actually go, yeah, you know, you better cut Moe's down. It would have to be, like record-breaking heat, ridiculous. Because even last year at Texas, it was it was hot, it was miserable and ridiculous. But he still let it go. So I think, for, yeah, you know, I know. for him to go, I don't know, like, you better cut it. It would have I, to be like off the charts. I don't want it to come across like sounding like I want people to put their lives in danger or anything like that. I just like for me when I'm racing outdoors, like that's the only time I seem to do good is when the conditions are terrible and. You know, just because I didn't feel like I could sprint that well, and when it, when everybody kind of started getting tired, I felt like I could stay on that pace. So I would I would have been really bummed if they did something like that, but just because I felt like it would kind of take away from the work I'd put in. So, you know, in a situation where, you know, it's generally just dangerous, then I guess, I, you know, I would get over it. But as a whole, I just don't like it. Okay. <clears throat> we're from Red My Place. point is we're comparing dangerous physical situation <laughs> to <laughs> a guy got mad on Twitter. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just say, yeah, but they change rules all the time. Yeah, I, I was they, kind of... okay. They changed the format of Hangtown because a guy almost drowned at a moto twenty years ago. Like, Chad Reed got mad on Twitter. Like, it's a little bit different. Like, hey, you change rules all the time. Just change it because a guy got mad. Like, right. change it next year. Or, 
say, okay, then if they're tied after two weeks, we'll change. You know what I mean? But yeah. just to do it midweek. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Let's let's let's. Uh... And by the way, Tomac and Porcel both went one three at um, uh, Hangtown last year, so they both ran red plates at the second race. Neither being a rock star rider. Just putting that out there for the rock star conspiracy theorists. Um, I'm right. going to take off my aluminum hat then. Get out of my basement. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Dang it. All uh, those threads I started for nothing. Exactly. Um, hey, Ping, you're not uh, fake Ping on Twitter, are you? No. Because there's a fake Ping. Yeah. He's pretty witty. He's witty. And I didn't think it would be you, but just thought I'd throw that out there. Um. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Unless anybody anybody's got anything else to say about rules, red plates, Dave Gowan, <laughs> anything like that. I'm pretty much good. Okay. Yeah. All That's right. Enough. Well, hey. got lives to save. <laughs> uh, thank the you. Kitty cats up in trees. Oh yeah, I love you know? it. Yeah. I saw the funniest YouTube video ever today with a dog who talks, who pretends to talk. I'm going to send it to oh, you guys. I bet it is really, really boring, actually. I'm going to send it to all you guys it, as soon as I hit stop on this thing. Um, is it where the guy uh, has the food and he's... Right. Yeah. Yeah. You saw it? He's talking about the food. I saw it. Funny, right? As far as, like, talking animal videos go, it's pretty good. <laughs> Relatively funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, take from that what you will. Right. Well, I look forward to uh, – we're going to take a week off. I look forward to doing this again after High Point where we, we, will, we will, once again, not talk about Brad Metcalf uh, <laughs> and his finishes. Um, but thank you, uh, Jason Thomas, for coming on. Thanks, David Pingree, Jason Wygant. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Racer X podcast show presented by btosports.com, and, uh, and we will see you next week. Code word snot. Thank you. All right. See you guys. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by Racer X. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself that's it you know and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that you know that i was going to miss the daughter ron machine until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying it's like beating a dead horse i mean you know and i know from personal experience did anybody ever sit me down of course they did everybody did pro circuits mitch payton there's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. 
Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. You know I've got to be fed up in the atmosphere.